Welcome to the Sausage Tree, our podcast that we've brought back for you, especially for the viewers, because that's what y'all wanted. Four white guys discussing random things while drinking alcohol. Um, this podcast is uh, brought to you by me, Josh, and my co-host, Justin. We have Eric and Cameron with us today, and... Uh, so, I guess if you want to get started with our rundown. Yeah, all right. It's up to you. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, but real quick, usual housekeeping bullshit before you jump into, you know, fun topics and things like that. Of course, you're probably watching this either on our Facebook or our YouTube page, youtube.com slash roommatesgaming. You can check us out there or over on Twitch at twitch.tv or twitch.tv slash roommatesgaming. And, of course, jump into our Discord and be part of the conversation, hang out and talk to us and our friends and our other lovely fans. It's always fun. We have new videos, gameplays that go up every Monday on youtube.com slash roommatesgaming. And this podcast is bi-weekly. It goes up on Thursday. And it rotates with Hard at Play, our video game-centric podcast that we do on alternating weeks. Both of those just kind of switching off Thursdays. But it's a lot of fun. We're happy to be doing this new venture. And look forward to some fun stuff we have coming around. So, uh... I think Josh is ready to take us away with topic number one. Yeah. Uh, well, before that, never mind. Next next week will be Death Stranding Monday oh, yeah. video, and yeah. this week obviously is uh, the the last Spook Vimber video, which was our <laughs> Luigi's Mansion three video. So uh, if you want to watch those, obviously there'll be an end card and playlist uh, you can watch. But jumping into our first topic today is um, consumer entitlement. Uh, Eric first. <laughs> Hitting the hardballs right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, you brought it to our attention. All I wanted to do was mention that something got me thinking from the hard of play we did, and I just wanted to politely mention, hey, I'm thinking about this thing we were talking about. <laughs> How did and you then start it, thinking? Yeah, then it turned into a freaking debate. Well, you, you said that you had a new th- way of thinking about... Entitlement just, and that, consumerism. That so. sounds way more ambitious than anything I've ever done. <laughs> okay, so to Eric's group defense, the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> to Eric's defense, I had seen something recently circulated on Facebook saying games are gifts to us, and yeah. we don't deserve to hate them because they are gifts and they are pieces of art. And if we don't like it, we can move on. But the big question is, or rather, the big statement is, they're not gifts. We pay for them. I'm yeah. right dead in the middle of that. Yeah, that's I, I, I was. Me yeah, and yeah. Eric were having that discussion like at uh at the apartment and I uh, I was like they're products. We pay for them and just like any other product that you buy, you are like you should be guaranteed a certain amount of satisfaction True. from it because it is a product being, you know, shipped to you to buy. Granted, you don't have to buy it, but if you buy a car, you expect it to meet those conditions and then you can be like hey this car has got fucked up shit i want my money back which you are entitled to because true you bought it and most people have warranties or stuff like that um but like granted there's like a balance between like some of the nitpicking that happened this all got started because of pokemon pokemon, <laughs> pokemon sword and shield this whole thing got caused by that there's like a line between nitpicking and actually kind of having concerns. Some people, the loud people, took it way too oh, yeah. far extreme. Because like, I'm in the camp that I wish the National Dex was there, and I'm not like, uh, hashtag National Dex, uh, Dexit, or hashtag, you know, 
Game Freak lied. Right. Yeah. They necessarily didn't lie. And I, like I said in the gaming podcast, I don't want to say that they lied or that they're lazy. They just are used to making small things. And I get that. But hopefully, I expect more from them as they're using this bigger platform. I hope they would feel like they, now that they have a bigger platform to use, they would want to make it bigger yeah. because, like, even with their smaller games, like their older games, they would try to make them fairly yeah. advanced for the time. Yeah. So S- the counselor is out of time. <laughs> since, since, <laughs> since we're since we're immediately jumping in to this game from Pokemon, um, I, I would I, I would like to point out that uh, uh, towns over there. Already. But but after uh, after like we started talking about this before the podcast, um, I actually saw a an article from an interview with. Whatever, whatever his name is, I, I can. I'm not good with names, but um, Machida, what, yeah, whatever his name is. Um, but uh, he was talking about like the backlash from their decision with the national decks, and um, he's. Uh, I, I'm gonna paraphrase terribly, probably, but essentially what he said was, um, we'd been thinking about the about this choice for a long time, and we eventually just came to the decision that no matter what. This is what we want to do, so we're gonna do it. Right, fair enough. And now they're just sticking to their guns. Before we get too far away, I know we were talking about the kind of whole games are gifts, yada yada, and you used a metaphor about a car, and if it's broken, you deserve to get your money back. I was waiting to come back to this too. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> games are more like movies; they are art, and art is subjective. If I go watch a movie and I don't like it, I don't deserve to get my money back. You do. You deserve to get your money back. These are opinions. <laughs> I can't say the movie is broken and doesn't perform its function. See, this is why I'm smack dab in the middle. I agree with what Josh is saying. I should get my money back if I don't like something that I paid for. So GameStop's 48-hour period. Sure. I... Yeah, but how many people are going to walk out of uh, uh, Inception and say, I don't get it. Let me get my money back. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're stupid. That's true. I'm sorry they're stupid, but if they want their money back, they want their money back. <laughs> the movie played, you were entertained, or at least should have been. If so, it, for on the on the uh, metaphor of a movie, if they leave early, they get their money back. If they sit through the whole damn movie, too fucking bad. Okay, it's, I'm cool with that. I think it should be like a time, like yeah. how much. Like if the yeah. movie's two hours and you sit through an hour, that's I would say you, you you've I'm, seen enough that, of that movie. That goes yeah. back to the GameStop 24 hour thing. Yeah. You, you're not going to beat a game in 24 hours. Yeah. Well, see, for, playing devil's advocate here from the from the theater's perspective, they've sold that seat. Somebody else could have been sitting there, yeah, and it's gone. But see, this is where I think that it's not it, it's not a two sided argument or even three sided. I mean, there is a spectrum of things that you got to consider when you're looking at specifically games, right? Yeah. And thinking about my 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 mind didn't go exactly like, directly to Pokemon because I haven't been <laughs> part of the Pokemon world for so long. But dude, excuse me. BlizzCon last year, when they straight up got on stage and announced, hey, we're making a Diablo mobile game. And Nobody like, has phones. So. Exactly. Everybody's got phones, like, yeah. All right, so to Cameron's point, this is a piece of art that they are making that has not been purchased by those fans. And the fan outrage there, I never understood. And that is something that I said, you know that's just whiny bullshit because you have not bought that game. You bought Diablo three and they, I mean, you probably bought Diablo one and two, but they put yeah. so much into it. They put so much into Diablo three over the years and people, what did people want? Diablo four. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they come out and announce this mobile game. Like, you know, 
Blizzard isn't giving us what we want. We give them all this money. Yeah. They owe it to us. No, they don't. They You paid for Diablo 3. Yeah. You got Diablo 3. Yeah. Now, on that same argument, Destiny. We knew what we wanted. We knew what we were told we were going to get. No Man's Sky at the beginning. We knew what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We knew what we were told we were going to get. And that's not what was delivered. That's not the experience. No Man's Sky is a great example because he literally just said yes to whatever people ask. And I think that's because he was, I got to, I think he got to a point where he was over his head. Sean Murray just was in so many conversations and brought on to so many different like um, periodicals and so many different websites. And he's like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. He, just you know didn't know. he might have believed it. He yeah. might have wanted to deliver that yeah. and didn't realize his limitations. And look at it now. You know what I mean? Like they kept pounding away on it, and No Man's Sky is a completely different beast well, like now Destiny. than it was at launch. Destiny's better. Destiny but, 1 versus Destiny, Taken King. Destiny not, has this weird development cycle that I don't like where it comes out and it's not what I want. And then, like, two years down the road, you can buy the ultimate edition. Yeah. Unfinished games. They want you to pay broken games. Yeah, they want you to pay $140 because the $60 investment that you did make mm-hmm. for what you wanted and what they said, hey, this is what this game's going to be. You buy it, you start playing, and they're like, no, this is what it's going to be you know, right. down the road. But I mean, that, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Look at the consumer market. Try explaining pre order games to us back in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> it's not out yet, but you're gonna go ahead and pay us for. It. Oh, okay. Well, GameStop, what? GameStop's always had a uh, model like that, though. Uh, GameStop, you could walk in there, put money down on a game that's not out yet, and pick it up when it comes out. But is that um, is that layaway in a sense, rather than pre-order? Because now you get special bonuses for pre-order. It's layaway for something that's not available yet. I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's essentially what and pre-order. You're, yeah, talk yeah, you're essentially about... lay, laying away, lay layawaying, laying yeah. away, laying away, laying away for <laughs> a new product. Away, yeah. <laughs> Lay, you're I'm essentially lay laying, away. laying away a product you don't even have yet. Right. And that kind of leads into the whole consumer hype. Look at Death Stranding. All I heard was, I want this game because I don't know what it's about. Excuse me? You want to buy a mystery box? <laughs> yes, it does have the history of Kojima. I had the baby pre-ordered. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had no clue what the game was about. Nope. You didn't know it was going to be UPS Simulator, but nope. you knew it was Kojima and you knew it was weird as shit and you wanted it. Yep. I mean, how do you a, want something without knowing what something well, is? Well, to a certain point, once more, <laughs> once more things came out, um, if people didn't realize that mm-hmm. you'd be walking around for most of the game, yeah, that's kind of on them. Yeah. because yeah. most of the things that they like showed from like gameplay was him walking. walking. Yeah, Carrying if you didn't packages. put two to two, if you didn't put two and two together and see most of the actual in-game footage and not like cinematic pre-renders or whatever, yes, he's walking around. Yeah, and, and he's putting is, up ladders yep. and rope, and right. you're like, obviously, that's what I'll be doing yeah. is walking around this big ass world, delivering stuff. Yeah. Just walk. I don't know what but I'll the be fan doing. Fan was pretending that they were only showing the little parts, hoping no. that the big stuff would be no. saved. Same- no game developer has ever done that. No. True. <laughs> no movie trailers ever who, done that. The same people who wanted that nine-hour Kojima cinematic experience plus gameplay are the same people who are used to being Solid Snake, and that's yeah. that's the I big thing. Like, yeah. Well, let's but, use Justin as our own firsthand experience yep, because you pre-ordered it. Yep. And had you not seen any mm-hmm. game footage, you would have received it and to <clears> an extent been unhappy. Now, you got to watch gameplay footage and you canceled your pre-order. So tell us a little bit about that. I don't know if I would have been unhappy. Like a realistic, I'm, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Like had I not seen certain things and I just jumped in and been like. Right. Because you bought the game anyway. Yeah. I'm like, I, you canceled I played your Breath of the Wild two years ago. Why am I walking around the wilderness right now? And why do I have so much shit on my person? Like, Why is it deteriorating? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have been confused, but. I would have been confused, but I don't think that would take away from 
how much that game means to me. And I did. I had mm-hmm. the collector's edition pre-ordered. I ended up canceling it uh, and just getting us getting the standard pre-order. But man, like to even to this day, like not a day goes by. Oh man, I really wish I would have got that because this is something really special to me that I wish I could have held on to. And as soon as I can find a smaller BB somewhere, <laughs> either as a Funko Pop or whatever the fuck, <laughs> I'm buying one because the relationship that I've built with that and the relationship that I don't really have a relationship with Sam. You could have traded out Norman Reedus for any fucking body in the world to be completely Same, honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's something about that game and the way those engines work and how I want to make an investment into it, yeah. even though it is a goddamn slog. It is. It's not... Sure. I, th- there's nothing like vapidly exciting about playing that game right <clears throat> but now, but it's, they just, introduced it's so good. a unique mechanic, and that's what sets games apart. It could have been bad, yeah. but it's something you latched onto. There's Look a walking Shadow. engine. <laughs> right. like, like, for me, I, like I spent most of the game building roads and bridges and just like... And like not even in progressing the story, I was then like trying to get five stars on the. You're trying to win Libertarian of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like trying to get five stars on like all of the people that I can give packages to because they give me stuff, and I'm like, right. well, I want that new upgrade. Yeah, like when I first started playing, I was I was kind of not hesitant, but I was like, am I gonna like this? But I love that game. Yeah, like I could play hours and go. All I've done is just run back and forth resources to build more roads. What am I doing? You're grinding. But I'm not but but I'm not like, oh, this is boring. I'm like, he's, oh, I'm having a blast. That's he, a, he's not grinding for personal benefit. Yeah, I'm, he's grinding, I'm he's, grinding for the betterment of the community. He, yeah. He's literally said that he wants to hurry up and finish Pokemon so he can get back to Death Stranding. <laughs> like, I'm still playing Monster Hunter. It's, <laughs> you guys put down Borderlands to put down Pokemon to play Death Stranding. I have not I'm put down Monster I have Hunter. not put down Pokemon. I never got Borderlands. Um, well, we question. beat Borderlands. We don't have to jump straight into it now, but is expecting a national Pokedex on the new Pokemon game, like expecting every map in Call of Duty to come out with every new release they, of Call They've of already Duty? said that they have no intention of putting the national decks back in a Pokemon game. I mean, it's getting... But no, it's not foolish. Because they're jumping to a new system and they don't have to reanimate it. It's not foolish because all of the other games before it have right. been like that. It's kind of expected. So it's, it's expected. So when it's... I understand like but all at the... at the same time, we're coming to a tipping point where when they continue to add new Pokemon, it becomes more and more difficult to bring everything into the game. I know that. So, the... But it's not foolish to go... This has happened for the rest. Why don't I get it? Well, seven not, gens before this, I'm not, I'm not it's been it's, like this. I'm so for eight, I assume that it's going to be yeah, like this. I'm not saying it's foolish to want it. I'm saying it's foolish to expect it after, after they've, they've said met, yeah. they're not doing well, it. No, to expect it afterwards, no. But if the first, like, like here's the trailer for Sword and Shield. Cool. All of the Pokemon from the rest of the games are coming. But when they say we're not bringing it, that's when you can be like, well, that sucks. But don't be like... Bring it back, or else yeah. but, but just still, don't buy the game. But I, still, for something that's been building for twenty years, I'm sorry, Eric. Oh, you're the, fine. The information delivery could have been better, and I, that, I, that's, I'm, that's, I'm not, that's something I yeah, want to. I'm not the I'm not the demographic that's been in on every game. Like I said, I have not played since Game Boy Advance, and I, I picked up uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Me and my wife had fun with it, and I we I mean I got I got Shield launch night. Started playing it. I'm having an absolute blast. My wife started playing, and yesterday uh, she jumped on. I guess like 9:30 at night and 3:45 this morning. I had to walk downstairs <laughs> to be like, "Courtney, what the fuck are you doing?" Because I've been looking for a Vulpix forever, and 
And it's it's just uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm I don't knock it. I had yeah. I'm but, having fun the yeah. entire time I'm but playing. It's the information it. delivery for yeah, yeah, yeah. something that's built up for this long. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I actually wanted to jump back to what you said about uh, Death Stranding, where if, if people weren't aware what Death Stranding was going to be after E3, after all of the trailers and whatnot, that's on them. Yep. There were a lot of people where I just I jumped in the conversation on Pokemon just. Because I wanted to play Devil's Advocate because it's been getting a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I honestly just wanted to defend what I thought was going to be a very fun game, regardless of its flaws. I, I was um, one of those people that, sorry again, I'm, I was one of those people that I uh, I was hesitant on uh, Death Stranding because I had went in blackout over it. We talked about that. It's in our group chat, like... Like I don't want to see any more of this game. I don't want to know mm-hmm. anything else about it because I'm I'm enthralled in this mystery. But going back to Cameron's point earlier, because we're jumping around all over the place now, it's because I admire this artist. His work is art, yes. and, and that's what it is. It's not. I mean, he could have made he could have made my name is Mayo, and I'd have paid fifty dollars <laughs> for it. Like I don't care. He made his own version of Tetris. Yes, like, fair enough. Would have been fine. I'd love me. to see Kojima Tetris. I would just like to see a Kojima movie. <clears throat> it's all bodies. Like, yeah, because yeah. he's yeah. like that. Like the That's reason what we why, got, we got an interactive movie. A lot of his like reason, like inspirations and like things that he pulls from are movies. And like mm-hmm. when he was younger, that's what he aspired to be. Was yeah, you can tell he's a cinephile. Um, yeah. Well, like I learned some information about him recently. When he was younger, like his like family was also really in the movies. They would give him money, tell him to go to the theater, watch a movie, and then come back and give them the synopsis of the movie. That's cool as shit. So he has a very like in depth love for cinema, and you can see awesome. it. And that's like when of the his original goal was not to be game designer. He just did that because he's like, well, I can do this. But he wanted to be a movie star. Not movie. He wanted his, to direct films, and he his, did that in high school and stuff, but it his, didn't work out for his him. His game, desi- game design strategy makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah. it's based around a being a movie. interactive story. If, yeah. if you don't follow him on Twitter or Instagram, you really should because he's always posting just abstract movies from for either forever yeah, for ago or new things foreign that, films yeah, and or like independent films like he'll go down to like a student theater and just watch the things <laughs> they put together that's, and he boasts it man like he goes in he talks to everybody he's like i really enjoyed what you do that's, that's really cool it's, it's not my thing but it's yeah, really cool it's really yeah, awesome. someone that loves cinema and appreciate like i know this is going to be a weird topic to jump off to i kind of agree with martin scorsese about there's a difference between movies and cinema, mm-hmm. in my mind. I agree with that. And, and not saying that the Marvel movies suck. Yeah, they're I, I, fun and enjoyable, but they are not. They're not. A, they're not yeah, art. It's a different kind I, of experience. I agree in with the his, way that it's a cinema. Yeah. Like some of his movies are meant to be stories that you yeah. look at. Yeah. Where yeah. I agree a hundred percent with his intention of what he said. Yes. Well, it's I a hundred percent disagree with his opinion that true. he stated. Yes. Yeah. It's like uh, painting versus sculpting. They're both meant to be looked at. But they're both different experiences. Yeah, but to go back farther about you saying how <laughs> we're just we're telling we have to go back. <laughs> we're somebody time travelers. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie yeah. timeline. Yeah. This <laughs> is this is how conversations work with us. Um, it's just one big info. Dump. Poppy Sil. Poppy Sylvia. <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. There is no Carol. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is exactly how conversations <laughs> work with us. But how you were talking about how he already pre-ordered the game and he like he wanted that. I love Dark Souls. I find them extremely fun 
And I knew going into Sekiro, it wasn't going to be Dark Souls. Just like Bloodborne isn't technically like Dark Souls. Yep. It is dark. It is more Dark Souls than Sekiro is I'm Dark to Souls. Cut you off here. It's, it's more Dark Souls than Sekiro is. Uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead. <laughs> beer, master, beer Master. Beer Master. Get three uh, points so I can talk next. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave Boys. up the last beer. <laughs> I, think a, Josh. I think a 12-pack may have been uh, not as generous as we thought. <laughs> but um, when I bought it, I wanted to play it because I really enjoyed From Software games. Um, and I was... Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I tried. <laughs> um, and when I played it, I was enjoying it for a while. But then, like... I started to like have trouble. And my thing with Dark Souls is I'm a try to get good person. So yeah, yeah. for their mechanic is you, they want you game mechanics wise to get perfect parries, which means waiting and parrying, but <laughs> meta spam, spam parry. Um, and that kind of broke it for me yeah. because I didn't want to play the game like that. And then I got to a point in the game where I'm like, I'm not getting good. It's I just keep dying over and over on the and same like spamming, enemy. Spamming parry fixes all of your problems. And I don't want to do that. That, that takes breaks, away the fun. That, yeah, that takes away the fun of having a meta mechanic because that just breaks the gameplay for it's me. It's like any game but you I, break with cheat codes and then it's no fun because you're OP. Exactly. But that's why I wanted like my entitlement. I didn't... I bought the game. There it is. I didn't... I bought the game and I didn't go... This is too hard. I want my money back. I went... Right. I, this is too hard and I know that... It's not me, or it's it's me not getting good enough. I've gotten this far into the game, and this wall is too hard for me to break. I'd rather go play something that I'm having fun with, and I'm not... The game was fun as shit. The amount of time that I played, I had a blast. Yeah. But I just got to a point where it was too hard, I'm like, I guess this is this is it, Sekiro. Maybe some someday down the line, I'll come back and give it a good old college try again. Yeah. I actually <clears throat> did that with my first Monster Hunter title. I had no clue what it was. It just looked cool. I saw it in the store. I was about to go on a family trip down to Florida. I needed something to kill some time. I got it for the PSP, and I played it, and, you know, the intro to the game was a bit all right, and I'm like, wow, this is very different than anything I've ever played in my life, and then it got hard, and I got really frustrated and discouraged, and I put it away for maybe close to a year and decided to come back to it one, one day, and really got back into it and I got better and I went way farther with the game, hitting 200 hours in my first title, and... You know, that's a really good example of the same thing. Uh, I wasn't upset with the game for it being difficult. It's more you're upset with yourself for not getting good because you want to continue playing. Right. And although I took a break, it's not one of my favorite uh, franchises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I wish I could do that with Bloodborne because like, like, I know what that game deserves <clears throat> and I know what that game demands. And it's just I don't have the skill to give it to it. Because yeah. <clears throat> one of the things is like when like. Uh, Sekiro first came out, people were like, put patches, make it easier. And that's entitlement. No. Yep. They yeah. built this game to obviously be hard. Yep. Have you played any other Dark Souls yeah. game? They're not meant to just take easily. They're meant to be challenged, regardless if it's some sort of mechanic in the game that kind of handicaps you in a way to like, oh, your swings, your box hit frame is way bigger than it should be, but it's trying to make you go, oh, that means I need to be two steps ahead of that sword swing. I and will say exaggerated hitboxes and exaggerated hurtboxes are fucking bullshit. They are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it is like amplified difficulty, but it's better than bullet sponges. True. 
I would rather take that than a bullet sponge because then that's, I know I'm better than this. They just got five times the amount of health than they should have. Right. I should not be dying on this enemy. But that kind of brings up another thing. Games are different from movies because people don't experience it the same way. If we all go in a theater, we're going to see the same movie. But if we play a game, we're going to play it differently. But that's the same thing. If we go see a movie, we might not all... Agree That's true. With we it might all latch on to different things. When we different watch scenes, the, different characters. But it's going to hit our eyes the same. It's not like you're only going to see true. half the movie because you're in a different seat. It's the same information going to everybody. How we perceive it is going to be yeah. different. Sure, and we have yeah. opinions. And it's, and it's not interactive. with games. So. But Josh is going to go play Sekiro, and he's going to hit a wall where Eric might play Sekiro and perhaps be Oh, no, better. I'll hit the wall way sooner. I'll hit the wall. Later. Yeah, I think he started playing it. Like, Title screen. But that, that yeah, aside, that, but that's the that's the point I wanted to make a while back, and I'm actually glad you brought up Sekiro because it means I can take this point off of Pokemon because I didn't want this conversation to be all about Pokemon. Me Let's switch to Sonic. <laughs> but the the point you made I was love that, the new look. <laughs> The, the, the point you made I'm was... I'm glad we did something. <laughs> ...was that people... That's my point. We're coming well, back to that. After, oh, we after, a, after a game comes out and like people are like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting, even though, like in Death Stranding, you should have... If you had been paying attention to the trailers and the gameplay footage they showed at E3 and all that kind of stuff, you should have understood what Death Stranding was probably going to be. With um, with Dark, Dark Souls or Bloodborne or any of the Soulsborne-style games, I don't play them. I just... I consciously ignore them. Because I know what they're going to be. I know what to expect from that game. I know I'm not going to like it. I just don't play them. Mm-hmm. I feel like at some point, consumer entitlement becomes not paying attention to what you're actually going to get and just expecting right. something that you've interpreted yeah. from them. That's when it comes mm-hmm. entitlement. And that. That you have not yeah. paid for. That but, you but, haven't paid for yeah. yet. Because that but was that, one of the problems with Sekiro. Everyone thought it was Dark yeah. Souls. They kept saying, it's not Dark Souls. And I took that knowledge and, okay, it looks And they're kind not of, wrong. It's not it's Dark not Souls. Dark, it looks Dark Souls, but it's not Dark yeah. Souls. So speaking of people that haven't paid for it, I wonder what percentage of these entitled people are the same people that watch playthroughs and don't even buy the game. Probably a high number. Probably, yeah. uh, probably an astonishingly high number. And unfortunately, while I, don't want, while I don't want to bring this back to Pokemon, I have to because what I was going to say was there are a lot of people that saw like their um, direct footage and their E3 treehouse footage or whatever it was called, whatever they call that thing, um, like where they were like showing off the wild area and all that kind of stuff. And there are there are people that apparently interpreted the wild area as something that it definitely isn't which they thought it was going to be like this big open area where you just played with other people. And like when I saw it, when it, when it first, safari zone. Yeah, when it first hit my eyes, I'm like, that's the safari zone. Yeah, that's what we always wanted it to be. Realistically. Yeah. That's the safari <laughs> and the friend zone together. Yep. Yeah. And I don't understand how people didn't understand that. I and, think it was partially translation mixed. Oh with, no. Yeah. It's, like, de- it's definitely that the, the, the specifically Nintendo doesn't have a good PR department in these <laughs> kinds of things, which is hilarious because they have because game way. developers do not Sean Murray specifically does not do well in interviews. There's 12 people in hello games. Yeah. <laughs> like, so who do you just, choose to go talk just, about it? I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm just saying you don't game developers don't give good interviews. You shouldn't try to interpret what they're saying. You should yeah. just take it as face value. Whatever they said is what they said deal with it but they were a little clear like i'll give them like it would have been cool if yeah you could join in with friends and play together but they were kind of clear about this isn't a true co-op mode yeah you will be able to see friends if you are playing locally 
together. You'll be able to play with your friends in that aspect, but it's not going to be like yeah. you are going to be able to take yeah. down the yeah. wild area together. Yeah, it, but it, it, it comes uh, consumer entitlement for me comes down to it's part the consumer wanting more than the developer has promised them. Yes, and expecting their promise to mean exactly what they wanted. Yeah, and then that going into game companies should probably you know, spend some money on a better PR department so these things don't happen as often as they do. Yeah, true. And now we have, like, such an easier way to communicate with all of this. Like, back in the day when you were reading a magazine and that's how you got your information, but now when you have Twitter and you can literally go talk to the person... Yeah. Making the game and like, I, I really go do, kill yourself. Yeah, I really do feel like social media. Yeah. Social media has. Well, he's a piece of shit. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hilarious to see like the, the actual turnover rate for communication specialists, like people who work in social media and stuff like that for game companies, is stupid high. Yeah, yeah. And also it's for Trump for that reason. <laughs> it's for that yeah. reason. I, I I really do feel like social media has created an environment where the consumer feels like they have. A lot more influence than they actually we're, do. We're a mass do. Bully. It's, it's it spins off so yeah. much more. And I'm going to come back to this already. So, like me and like me and Cameron talked about a second ago, Sonic, yes. Sonic the Hedgehog, right? So this is a movie that's not out, but it's something that a lot of people have passion for because we grew up playing those games. Mm-hmm. And I believe the I believe the response to the original Sonic the Hedgehog film images <laughs> were. were they were both an example of good response to consumer entitlement, unpaid consumer entitlement, and a terrible response. At the like, it depends on who you mm-hmm. talk to. I've got a pe- really good hot take yeah, on it. The, too. the people who the people who respond and say, "I don't like the way this looks," or "This looks like shit," or any of those things, those are good ways to using social media and other things. Voice your opinion. Be like. I'm not gonna go see this because that looks fucking awful, or mm-hmm. I hate yeah. the way this looks. But the people who take it too far and reach out and send death threats yeah. and negative shit over to the artists who work so damn hard to put this together, and honestly, and that kind of thing ends up snowballing into does. into getting more and more people riled yep. up, and it just oh, snowballs yeah. into this thing yeah. that's been taken out it's, of context. It's a mob mentality. The bully train. Yeah. yeah, it's a mob mentality, and like that's essentially what the internet is now. Like, yeah. Welcome to our comment section. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's tell us how awful we are. <laughs> Please yeah. uh, use it, your anonymous face. That's the that, that's what I hate, and honestly, deep down to my core, I was ashamed. When I saw the headline go up that they were reworking the Sonic image, I wanted them to, right? But yeah. I was ashamed that like somebody who had already put that much effort into making this thing for fans and for children of fans to bring new people in and actually have a film experience, we just shit all over everything they did. Well, and, me, well, and now they're they're redoing it, and yeah, a same person, same me. Man, it looks a lot better. Yeah, I'm so, excited for this. Like, this yeah. looks yeah. good. I wasn't going to yeah. go see it. I saw the trailer, and I'm like, this looks like another Alvin and the Chipmunks movie or a Smurfs movie. They're bringing in some Hollywood person, whether it's Neil Patrick Harris or in this case, Jim Carrey. And I'm like, this looks like a garbage movie. And they fix it, and I watched the trailer, and I'm like, I'm going to take my son to go see that. You went with Jim Carrey, not James Marston? 
<laughs> so um, here's here's the hot take. I saw once they released the the fixed trailer and all that, people sharing this one post on Facebook saying the studio spent thirty five million dollars reanimating this for the first time. They listened to the consumer, and we should pay them back by going to see it. Mm-hmm. I had a few friends share that, and they're like, "Yeah, I had one friend. She shared it. And she said, or." They shouldn't have been so stupid in the first place to release that hot piece of garbage, and they wouldn't have to spend thirty-five million dollars to fix it in the first place. And see, that's a terrible thing to say. Like uh, here, honestly, here, I believe that's a terrible way to look at it. Yeah, un- right. unfortunately, um, I am uh, of the opinion that that movie is going to lose money regardless because oh, of, because of the money they had to spend to redesign basically the entire movie. That movie's going to lose money regardless. I mean, not know, only the character image, but the contact, like any form of contact that your actual live character protagonist, a live actor protagonist has with this individual, they they have to reshoot that. Mm-hmm. They have to like relift and remove everything to be like, all right, this new CG frame fits in the... Yeah, it's, so, uh, I mean, that came down to one question. We're making a live action Sonic... Do we want him to look cartoony or somewhat realistic? Mm-hmm. They should have gone with cartoony. At the, I mean, to be perfectly, they should have gone. They should, they should have, have gone with cartoony. They an took, iconic character, and you try to bring them into the real world. Always you're going to lose the image of that human iconic teeth. character. Fidelity. Uh, always uh, focus on fidelity. Like Detective Pikachu <laughs> was actually a pretty good movie, and it they tried great. their I damnedest to make them look like they were. Creatures, but they looked like the yeah. Pokemon from the game. They Dude, I'd kidnap a Bulbasaur were. from that movie. Like, I don't uh, like Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is the worst Pokemon, but Bulbasaur from that movie is can, adorable. You can it was fuck your own face and jump out the window behind you. I love Bulbasaur, and the ones in that movie, I like. Bulbasaur is the I worst it. starter. It is Go it ahead objectively the worst starter. It's it was. Starter. They were somewhat. We're, we're best friends and everything, but you're it talking is about you're talking about statistics, and I'm talking about love and affection. Yeah, yeah. Objectively, you have the better outlook on a Pokemon. So, so, um, but I'm agreeing with you because of that movie. That Bulbasaur looks fucking adorable. Yeah. They kept the normal Bulbasaur proportions, <laughs> all the shapes, all the colors, but they went photorealistic or hyper detailed in the hairs and stuff. So mm-hmm. it yeah. wasn't the video game, it wasn't real life, it was right in the middle. middle yeah, which now, they with, should have done with Sonic yeah. in the first they place. They made he Sonic looked, furry, but he looked too, too human. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They said, "Let's make a standing blue hedgehog." No. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, like, you have this, you have the studio that they could have canned the fucking movie, and they that's could've. what they. Re- any other studio would yeah. have just shot that shit. Wasn't down. the original cost or of the just movie released it and like fucking? We'll make the money straight to DVD. We'll yeah. either make the money or not. Oh well, but, like but they essentially just put themselves thirty five million dollars further in the hole. And yeah. hoping they're. Well, I mean, hoping I'm to, to go see it now. How many uh, exactly? Are there? Hoping to get more oh, yeah, more yeah, yeah, people yeah. to go. People will it, jump it, on the bandwagon now, and it might work, but I don't think it will. And look at the what conversation if, around it now. What if they know they made a good movie? Storyline and everything. They said, this is good, and I want everybody to give it the opportunity to see it. And I'm not saying that's the case. Or at least that might not be the reality, God, but maybe somebody who made part of it really believes it's <laughs> I mean, that good. I'm, what I'm, if it is like a really good movie? <laughs> I, I'm going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, now that it's now he doesn't look like hot garbage, I really want to see yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, because to be completely fair, Jim Carrey doesn't look anything like Eggman. It looks like Jim Carrey. No. I think he's supposed to make a transformation throughout yeah. the movie. He's supposed to get more okay. Eggman as yeah. he like gets addicted to makes the, sense. There his were, power. There were stills from the bad Sonic image version mm-hmm. that had him looking like, like I mean, Eggman. The things and like a bigger like wily mustache and oh, stuff. Cool, but cool. he's not like 
he's not round. He's not like a fat ass or anything. Yeah. But it's but there's there's another problem when you're kind of falling in Uncanny Valley. Eggman yeah. doesn't look like a human, but no. he's going to be played by. I would I would not watch that movie if Eggman looked like Eggman. To be perfect, yeah. Sonic should look, look like weird. Sonic, but Eggman should not look like Eggman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> now we're splitting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it, I, I I'm willing to split those hairs because the my whole like. Um, revelation Mm -hmm. for this that started this whole thing (laughs) um, actually kind of revolved around the Sonic movie because when I started thinking about it, I realized I'm being a little hypocritical because I was one of the people that went, that Sonic looks like shit. I'm not going to watch that movie. And then when they redesigned him, I'm like, he finally looks good. I'm going to watch that that movie. That is a fair and complete consumer thought, though. This does not look like something I will enjoy. I'm not going to. Right. I'm not you going to purchase or you partake but, in this. But the reason why I feel hypocritical about it is because I've always felt weird passing judgment on a subjective thing. Like, like uh, the the best example I can think of is like musicians when they change their sound and release a new album, and people are like, "This isn't their old sound. Why didn't they just continue making the same music they've made for 15 years?" Yep, that's I've a always great felt. Example. I've always yep. felt weird about that opinion. And it's basically the same thing I just had about Sonic. Well, imagine this. An artist paints a painting. You see it. You don't like it. You don't buy it. Not a problem. Somebody tells that artist, that's crap. You need to fix it. They go on their own. They fix it. You walk by again. You go, oh, I like this. And then you buy it. That's how Sonic is right now. You don't have to feel bad because you didn't tell them to fix their mistake. You weren't going to buy it. Yeah, I I don't feel bad. I just feel weird. And that's, like I said, what started this whole process. I started thinking about, why do I feel weird about this? And I'm okay with other stuff. Because it's not something you cared about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. And that's that, that's what it always boils yeah. down to. Is it if, something that you feel like you've put an investment into so far? If they released Shadow of the Colossus 2 and it was all time events, you would be mad. Would I? It's Shadow of the Colossus. I'm gonna buy it. But if it's all God of War quick time events and you're just butt mashing... And that's the whole mechanic of the, the game. The whole game yeah, is no, no, you're you're right. I, that's not the, that's not what that, I want. But that right, kind of but falls right. into here we go. But you're here, a fan here's the thing. Of the first thing. Here's the thing. If I know beforehand that it's going to be quick time events, I'm not going to be mad. Exactly. I'm not going to buy it, and I'm gonna, I'm going to be like, oh, it sucks that I'm not. I don't like this Shadow of the Colossus, but, but I'm not going to be mad at the developer for making they a get different game. At and they fix the game and be like Shadow of the Colossus one, and then you buy it. And that's that's the Diablo mobile. But this, <laughs> yeah, this falls into um, movie remake territory. I say, hey, we're remaking this classic movie. Oh, Just I'm quickly, I'm quickly touched on it. They say, hey, we're remaking this classic movie, and people that love the classic movie are getting pissed off. They say, hey, we're gonna make remake Princess Bride, and they're like, you can't. It's a classic. Eric, remake it. Eric gave me the perfect advice. He said, in no way, shape, or form is a remake going to tarnish the original movie. Never. It's not it disappearing. Never it's not being unmade. It's always going to be there. You can remake that movie 70 times and you're always going to have that original. Before you say it, I do agree original content is better. <laughs> it's just, or you can just make a new thing. <clears throat> yeah, original new content thing. is out, always better. We're out of ideas. But, <laughs> we're just remaking movies and books and games. But if you I, want to try and remake a really good story that nobody from a modern generation is going to watch because nobody would bother, I'm totally for it. See here, yeah, exactly. Here's the thing, especially if you're trying to do something for that next generation, right? 
Star Wars movies are a perfect example of this because they are both a continuation and a reboot in the same breath. Right. right. And we are running out of time on on this for that. But I will. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to dive too far into Star Wars. We're going to give you a warning. In, <laughs> that, in is, that is a very deep piss. Yeah, I know. So three hours later, we're not going to fall into a star like I will argue about Star Wars <laughs> well, all night. That is your ultimate. Entitled consumerism so, crowd. Exactly, yes. it is, and because there's, there's a reason for it. There's it's people important. in the same camp that are like, "Don't make new ones." The original trilogy is the best. There are people who, like us, we we grew up with both the prequels yeah. and the sequels. Yeah, we, I, I, my family, like, I have an uncle, two uncles. One's more like only like two years older than I, so I don't like calling him my uncle. He's like my cousin, but. Advanced cousin. Senior. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Senior cousin. Yeah. But Tier we, two. Great like, cousin. Grew up, great cousin. <laughs> we grew up together, and our other uncle, uh, he introduced us to, like, Star Wars, because he loves Star Wars. Yeah. But the original ones, like, he got me, like, a Millennium Falcon for, like, Christmas, or not, for my birthday one for year. Dope when I was, like, like, five or six. Um, but I grew up with original Star Wars, and when the prequels came out, I fucking loved them. Right. Um, and Given not, and we it, were at a different age than the people that saw the originals, they were made for you, though. That's but the thing. I, no, I'm not saying like I grew. I grew up with the originals. Yeah. Then the prequels, right. because yeah. I but got you to saw s- the Phantom Menace when you were ten, not thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. But I've seen. I'm all thirty. I'm thirty now, and I've seen Last Jedi and the Force Awakenings, and I like them still. But right. we're but at we're, the same time, we're more open minded. Imagine being thirty and living on Muppets and practical effects, and then seeing Rubber Jar Jar. We can yeah. accept that as a ten year old, but thirty. We we, get good we are currently watching the movies over again, and so am I. I know, <laughs> and I we are watching the jankiness, and I, there are sometimes I'm like, they actually had a practical suit for Jar Jar. It was just his head. That they could change, but yeah. they made him all CGI because George wanted him more cartoony. I get the reason behind it, but yeah. he was still halfway practical. There were a lot more practical things in the first one, yeah. but he's an artist. He can do those things, and I think it makes it better because the first, the original trilogy is stoic. Yes. And yeah. slow, yes, like, and it how everything moves. Battles. But the the prequels are fast, and like They're how as I shit. see as a kid, I'm like, oh, that's what I want. It's hilarious the second that you third one are Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace has perfect about, pacing. No, I'm not talking how fast the movie goes. For I'm a crawl. I'm maybe. talking about that how whole movie could be it's an your superhero crawl. origin story. Okay? I'm talking about how action goes. Yeah, yes. it moves way faster. Than- there, there is a lot more exposition in Phantom Menace than there needs to be. But to be perfectly honest, that's I'm what sorry, happens when you make. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what happens when you make a prequel like twenty years later than yeah. the story it's prequelizing. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm in someone who in the camp that likes both visual effects and practical, and they're best when you blend them both together. Fully agree. Together. Together. Yep. Together. When you, when you blend them both together, that's when they're at their best. Yeah. So the Muppet new films. next to a CGI. Do what? Just kidding. So the new films, yes, I really like because yes. they try to use as much practical yep. and um, oh, yeah. CGI yep. when they can. And Mando. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Mando at first, I'd... I got opinions about that, but now that I've seen more, I'm let's, more let's, a space let's western. Keep those opinions to yourself. We don't have <laughs> yeah, time for it. We them. don't have time for it. Yet. <laughs> Mandalorian but side episode expected. Star Wars <laughs> is in that weird category where, yes, it is a separate, it's like a, a remake in a sense where it is separate, 
but it does continue an existing story. And yeah. people don't want their story changing. Mm-hmm. I just want to add, while I've got time, that I have opinions about everything that's been said about Star Wars. I am reserving them because I'm biased and there is no such thing as a bad Star Wars story to me. Our, our next it's episode's really going to be all Star Wars. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, have to like spin off just for that. Like, I've enjoyed Let's talk about one shot first. Through nine. Why are they changing eight. the narrative? Why are they changing special effects to change what they want to Because it's on. George's movie. He's yeah. the artist. Yeah. He, he can gets do whatever to he decide wants. how the story goes. Exactly. He actually got to make one more for, for Disney+. The Disney Plus, Plus he got one to make has a one new more edit to that. I know. Too. That's I know. the one Look that funky. he wants. But imagine J.K. Rowling re-releasing a Harry Potter book and changing a chapter three. She times. already has done that with her yeah. tweets. She's yeah. already with, like, with her, oh, I know tweets, about her tweets. You can't universe. say anything about it. It's her work. I agree. You cannot like it. You cannot like it. That's the key definition of entitlement. If the artist says, this is what I want, you... That, don't get to say no. This is how I always tweets, thought about it. Yeah. Right. In her tweets, she's she's adding. Yeah. She's not redacting. Whereas that's what's happened in these re-releases of Star Wars. He's not redacting. He's just changing. He's, he's adding to what he wanted. At the first yeah. time, he wanted Han to be a hero. He right. didn't... Everybody who saw them when they were... When they first came out, thought he was like the roguish cowboy. That's not what George intended him. Th- Good he, point. He of, wanted him yeah, to be a yeah. hero, so that's why. Think about like okay. George Gr- saying something and then going, "I sh- I could have worded that better." That makes sense because yeah. how the new edit goes is Greedo threatens his life, and then they both shoot at each other at the same right. time, which so, is more on par of what he wanted yeah. Han to yeah. be. And I really like the way that sounds. But people you, you, are upset. You made a great counterpoint. George always wanted Greedo to shoot first, and in the movie, it didn't come out like his vision. Yes. Yeah. So but when they people, re-edited it, of uh, Han had to slide to the side to dodge yes. and shoot, and now he's and, finally got to show what he really. But people are in love with this thing that they've had for thirty years to yeah. make Han seem like he like. The whole time they thought Han was the reluctant hero. Yeah, like yeah. he 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 was he was thrust. They wanted him. The people that grew up with him and as now that are like 30, 40 um, years old and who now see these newer ones and have seen the re-edited, they totally understand he's a piece of shit. They're like they're like Han Han. That's not our Han, right? Because they grew up on it, and I understand that. Han's but at the scruffy same, looking nerf herder. But at the same time, that's not what George wanted him to be. Yeah, he exactly. wanted him to be. Yes, Han, the reluctant hero, but sense. at the same time, he wanted him to be... He's a reluctant hero because he doesn't believe that good people last long exactly. in the galaxy. I don't know if other people admit this, but you made a counter-argument and you changed my mind, so thank you. Yeah, the, the point... You're the, welcome. The, the, the point Change is... My, I mean, I'm, I'm open to new information and stuff, and yeah, you point out that George wasn't able to convey his idea and had to make some tweaks, because I can understand filming not coming out like you imagined, mm-hmm. and he didn't get his point across, and he was able to fix that. That's, that's, that's what makes you a good consumer because yep. the, the problem that we're discussing here is the fact that a lot of people are going to be like, that's not what I grew up with. That's not what I had. And it's like, right. just like you said, that's not what George wanted, but yeah. it's what he had to do at the time. Yeah. And now that he has the, the flexibility availability to say, Hey, this is the new scene and this is why it is that way. And this is what I wanted for my project that I gave to you all. Now the, and people, can feel however they want to about it, but the fact of the matter is, it is his project to change, yeah. and now, I think that as long as he communicates it, yeah, I changed it, and this is why, because this is what I wanted, like you were saying. I think that's for the best. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to throw rocks at a hornet's nest, but uh, we probably shouldn't talk about unnecessary CG rocks, should we? What are we talking about? <laughs> I would. 
there's another scene in uh, A New Hope where R2 is hiding in a little like outcropping of rocks from sand people. Oh. And oh. he adds CG rocks to better hide R2. Yeah. And while it's unnecessary, I understand why it doesn't make sense how R2 would be hiding well, in that outcropping of rocks. He he added more creatures in the background to yeah. make scenes more lively. He added additional force ghosts yeah. Yeah. to like all the, all the story. All the changes he, he made make sense. And I understand why people think yeah. some of them are unnecessary, but at the end of the day, like you said, it's his changes to make. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, that's like the fine line between entitlement and like regular. You can, you can go, I don't like this, and that should be the end of it. But because of social media, people get into a mob yeah. and pitchforks and yeah. let's bring it down. Like and like the, really the original. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, like the original intent of a lot of the like, I don't like this. We should. This should be different. I understand and support to some degree, but it all almost always snowballs into this thing where it gets taken out of context and it just becomes this, this is shit and it doesn't deserve our money. And that's yeah. exactly right. Because, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in the camp where I'm on both fences. Like, I think that as consumers, we should be able to voice our opinions yeah. to a point to try to want better products because that's what capitalism is. That's how we do things. We are consumers and we put money towards things but we would obviously we want the products to be better. Yeah, that is what we want. When we buy things, we want them to be better than what we got before. But when they're not as good as you wanted, but, yeah, you when, don't you don't deserve to somehow get what you ended up wanting. Yeah, or okay, if it hasn't but, come out yet, and you and like, if there's obviously like some sort of flaws, like I can see why you like this. Why was this designed this way? Well, okay, you can voice your opinion and then shut up. Don't go change it, yeah. Or else, yeah. I think the you have a right what, to an opinion. Yes, you can the way you or else is not buy it. That's I, how you boycott. Yeah, yeah. Not, like EA, I really I thank want, you. I made a I made not a point EA, to you, but don't buy it. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I made I made a Sorry. point to you. I made a point to you that a consumer is different from an investor. An investor, their money matters the moment they put it in. Yeah. Once they put it in, they have basically bought the right to put input on this product. Yeah. A consumer. Their money does not matter until the product is done. Right. Yep. Until so I, it ships. I yep. think the big curveball is George Lucas put out art, and people fell in love with George Lucas's story and his world that he built, and they got six movies from him, and then he sold his franchise to Disney, and now someone else is in charge of his world. Yeah, and it's funny because he's he's not necessarily like he doesn't agree with all of the new things that are in the yeah. new movies. He said that, but again, those aren't his movies now. Yeah. Yeah. Those are now JJ. Yeah. Basically his opinion is Ryan. I would have, I would have done it different, but it's not my fucking opinion. Yeah. And yeah. he said that he's like, I would have done that differently, but you know, that's not mine. That's JJ and Ryan's now. So I can't do anything. Yeah. And that's why I would like the rest of the world. Like do people like the last Jedi shit. Okay, you may not like it, but it's not shit. No, it was still a fun Star Wars movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, it was still a fun Star Wars movie. I like the new things that they added. Yeah. The scene where they fucking, you know, destroyed the ship through hyper uh, right, hyper yeah. jumping was dope as hell. And but I, it's scientifically inaccurate. Who the fuck cares? None of the Star Wars have been You know how many explosions happen in space in right. those movies and you can hear them? You, know much, you can't yeah. hear sound at all in space. Or the, the way the, the fireworks and gravity. The, that's not how it works. The fact that lightsabers exist at all. At all, yeah. <laughs> so um, You wouldn't know shit about physics if it wasn't for Star Wars. <laughs> you wouldn't have been excited. You would have been inspired. Did you guys know about Gallagher, the comedian who used to smash watermelons yeah. on yes. stage? Oh, hell yeah. He sold his act. 
Really? Someone bought the right to to Gallag- to, to Gallagher's wow. watermelon smashing. Wow. Who would go see another person perform his trademarked act? That's smashing a- pumpkins. <laughs> I'd, I'd, You're stupid. All right, well, that's, for that. I'd buy one ticket. I would buy exactly one ticket to one show just so I could see what is different. Like, right. would they dress up like him? I don't know. That's so hearing somebody bought that that act in a sense. Yeah, that's so, so weird. So that makes me think you know, Star Wars is an existing franchise. Now somebody bought it, and they have the ability to sell art through it. So if I bought. Picasso's art. Now I can paint my own Picassos in his style. You know, are people going to buy those? They're no, because no, they're those not Picasso. Yeah, yeah, you have not bought Picasso's style. Individual projects. Those are no, different. If, those if are, it was yeah. a style to buy. Oh, oh, oh. I see if I, there are plenty of painting recreators and painting restorers. Well, I that, guarantee that, I could make paintings in the style of Picasso and make them look like Picassos. Well, if I bought his trademark and made my own paintings through his eyes that looked like Picassos, you know, that's that's kind of like a well, people want the Picasso. Yeah, that would be more like copying because yeah. his like each era of art has its own like kind of like motif or like people were trying new things. So like, yeah. there's like eras of art, just like with music, and and you can't really sell. Star Wars has gone through an era of over forty years. Yeah, yep. yeah. like you can't really sell things an are era different now. of right. that. What and people I, have done different Star Wars. What if I bought the Harry Potter franchise and started writing a whole series about Harry going back to Hogwarts and being a teacher? That would be some people are going to hate that. Some people yeah. would hate that because, but he's an aura. He's an aura. He's an aura. Yes, but he's an aura, so that would break the. I could always say he quit his job and decided to be the head of Hogwarts. I mean, and I that would be doing up to there sixty. Are, there are people that are dual employed in the Harry Potter universe, yeah. but be aurors. Right. And uh, but as if you reality yeah, aside. But yep. that's kind of what happened with Star Wars. Somebody bought this, and yeah. now they get to write canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. But it, like, say J.K. was you're Disney, and you and J.K. was selling yeah. uh, Harry Potter, and you bought it. After that, that's up to you to yeah. decide yeah, how yeah. it goes. You you like, are now the beginning and end of what happens in the Harry Potter universe. People really can either Scott can make a great universe and cannot make a great story. What if somebody bought that and started making some badass alien movies? That'd be cool, except for the one that James Cameron did. Alien sucks. <laughs> well, and James I will Cameron. <laughs> I hate aliens. It is not Titanic alien. in space. <laughs> yeah. The only good alien movie is Alien. Well, uh, fight uh, me. Yeah. No, I won't. <laughs> I'll die on that rock with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with you as long as we can give special recognition to AVP. Nope. That's the idea that. of it. It itself. wasn't a great movie. But yeah, it, it wasn't was a great enjoyable. movie, but it was a great yeah, action. Super duper side But I don't like, that's why I don't like Aliens, because Alien is a no, horror Aliens, movie. No, Aliens was a terrible movie, yeah. period. And then Aliens AVP was a good action movie. And, fun, and yeah. more yeah. action-y, and I'm like, no, Alien's supposed to be scary. Super yeah. duper side mm-hmm. note. Japan made their own AVP where it's Ring Girl and Grudge Girl. I've heard of that. Awesome. <laughs> to uh, to kind of to kind of reel in because I think it's what you were trying to do a few minutes ago. To kind of reel in the idea of entitlement. Yeah. I think that I, I think that you should have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You should have an opinion, and yeah. you should make that known. If you see something that comes out, voice your opinion on it. Yeah. But it is not your place as a consumer Correct. to say that somebody owes you something yes. based on a thing that you bought yes. before. Yeah. You, yeah. You, it yeah. is not anybody's place to say this next project is horseshit and that's not what you owe me because we I gave you this money. Like, no, you gave no. them that money for yeah. 
Fucking Diablo three, 3 yeah. not yeah. Diablo four. Yeah, exactly. it's not. It's not up for pre order. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Sit down with your little fanny pack and let yeah. that man keep giving his press. At now, the end of the day, you get to say, "I liked this for this reason," and you're not doing this, and that's and I'm out. Exactly. Just like an investor yeah. would be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out. out. And I'm I, out. I, I would. <laughs> I would like to make the point that if you have crowdfunded this product and you that is different you, because you, you are now an yeah, investor you are now an investor and you have every right sure, to have an opinion about it oh fuck yeah <laughs> man oh <laughs> oh oh, oh, oh this is not a gaming podcast folks oh so, boy that'll, no, that'll happen we'll handle that later oh, you open this can of worms oh no what did you crowdfund Shinmu I kickstarted Ken, oh, Shinmu 3. I kickstarted Shinmu 3. And I was extremely excited for it. And again... I'm actually I, curious about your opinion I, of this game. I haven't played much of it, honestly, because I'm fucking frustrated. Like, <laughs> I was... I was a huge fan of Shinmu 1 and 2. Yu Suzuki made fantastic games with a very concrete story. And... This is me. This is my fault as a consumer, and this is my problem with entitlement. But God damn it, I'm going to voice this. If you crowdfunded it, or if you volunteered in the crowdfund, you are an investor now. Technically, there, you are an thing. investor for I, that. I am. I am an investor. Kickstarter is different thing. because they tell you what they're giving, and you get to help them buy it sooner. The thing is, right, and this is just as any other player is. I'm buying a game in 2019. Well, fuck, 2016 when I when I put that money forward because oh, it was yeah. before we bought this house. Like it was 2016 when I put that money forward, and I'm like, all right, I'm in for this because I loved it. Thirty bucks, I don't give a shit. I'll give you thirty dollars for it. Bought my got my digital right. The controls are clunky. It is slow. The voice dialogue sounds like it was recycled from Shenmue 1 and 2. Like, there are literal lines in there that don't sound as clear and crisp as others. And it's like, he had this in a bag. And there are some things that, like, Ryo Hazuki will say, uh, your, your protagonist will say, and it's choppy. Like one word will have a different pitch than the next. And there's no continuities. Like, do you think it's because he tried to produce a game with a limited budget instead of getting a full video game studio budget, he had a crowdfunded budget. That game had a full studio. That game had because millions of dollars. Sony gave it its full budget before it got kickstarted. Yeah. Cause yeah. 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 Like it, the Kickstarter was supplementary. Well then they've got the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter and the fan gamer and the, what was the other one? Uh, they put it up somewhere else. I can't remember. Uh, there were three different crowdsourcings, and they definitely had more than enough. The game was funded at 65 million and it went up to like, 148 or 150 or something like that. You got a trash game out of that. Well, that's the thing. Like, I haven't played far enough to see, but the character models, it's... You got Shinmui 2.5. It's PS3 character rendering, but the controls, like, they change nothing. It's copy and pasted out of the Shinmu 1 and 2 collection that just came out for PlayStation 4 not long ago. That's disappointing. The, 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 the notebook that you take out, same yeah. animation and same appearance. For a game that came out 15 years ago when Shinmu, 18 years ago when Shinmu 2 came out, like they changed nothing. They recycled all these old assets. So it's like when they got, for 65 million, they knew they could make a game, right? Yeah. And part of the crowdfunding was not just to get it to ship and get guaranteed buyers, but also so they could buy all this stuff from Sega. Because all those old properties still belong to Sega, and yeah, they right. weren't they weren't about to they weren't about to give all this intellectual property over to Yu Suzuki to make yeah, a game. So he was going to try to buy it exactly. So he's like, "All right, let me buy this, and I'll 
you know, I'll pay you for every game, every copy of the game sells. You'll get X amount right. to pay for these characters that come up in pop toys or whatever the deal is. And Mega Man, for example. Yeah. And they got through that. But it's like when he bought his own intellectual property from Sega, that, that being Shenmue 1 and 2, it's like, are we spent that. all of our money. Let's <laughs> just use these assets like that we already have. And that sucks. And as a consumer, it's like, you never told us that. You told us you were rebuilding a game from the ground up. Right. And all of us were convinced. And and I say all of us, but this is like everybody that I've spoken to that had it pre-ordered. Uh, we were convinced that we were buying a $60 2019 game. Yeah. When you look at the same year that Resident Evil 2 came out, this is a goddamn embarrassment <laughs> because it's so crisp and so many things change yeah. and you, you feel reinvigorated to jump into this world and be like, all right, all this stuff is new. Yeah, I was going to say, playing Resident Evil 2, the original and the remake, yeah. they are completely different games and it's yeah, you don't awesome. Have, you don't have that blocky control or anything that turned me off from Resident Evil when I was younger. I loved the, the world of the games, but the controls were terrible. Mm -hmm. And Shenmue is more the same and it's, it's not enjoyable in a lot of senses yeah. like that and that hurts me as a huge fan of that series to say yeah but it's like i kick-started this idea and i trusted you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and that, i yeah. feel robbed the, the consumer entitlement comes down to what was promised to you in the kickstarter exactly and th there it was bare bone but they were saying we're building yeah. this whole new experience and they gave us the map and they gave us Images like out pre alpha images of what they wanted Rio to look like and Shenhua to look like and what this world was going to look like, but it's they never they never touched on the UI, the controls, or anything yeah. else. And as a consumer, it's like, all right, that's my bad because I jumped in on this before I knew anything well, about it. As a consumer, that's your bad, but also as somebody who put money into the production of that game. Mm -hmm. That means a little bit more. Yeah. Not in a new crowdsource environment when it says, hey. I know what the terms of service of Kickstarter and <laughs> GoFundMe are, but I can still have the opinion that those terms of service are worded in a specific way to protect anyone who wants to use those platforms. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because also, like, uh, um, Kickstarter tries to protect the investors the most. That if you aren't promised what you are owed, you can ask Kickstarter to give me my money back. Yeah, yeah. That's ask what Kickstarter. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has well, the right because since he put, he does have the right. Yes, to yeah. put money towards it. Yeah, I don't think Kickstarter investors but, are a traditional sense of investors. I think it's very they much, should be. I'm going to make this product, and you can pay me early to help me make this product because you want it. But I am strongly outlining what I'm going to be giving you. Right. And then but yes, that's, if they don't deliver that, yeah. you do deserve your money back. Yeah, at the very least, you should have any any amount of money you've put in, you should have that back. Here's right. here's the problem, guys. I just platinum Shenmue one. And <laughs> That is a problem. This I know is, me. This, <laughs> this, this, is, this is sounding a lot like me when I start talking about Star Wars. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna finish it and play through it, and I'm probably gonna get the platinum on Shinmu 3. At that but point, the fact of the matter is at, at that point, you know what? which is fine. You can you I can be disappointed. Yeah. But it's still like because you are you enjoy this series, so you still kind of wanna you don't right. want to give up on it, but that that's yes. fine. That's that's completely. You love the franchise, yeah. and you deserve, although it may be disappointing now, to give it the full 
play through and see if there's something that you love about Just it. like with Sekiro. Yeah. I love From Software games and I love the Dark Souls series yeah. and I like that style of game, but I played Sekiro and I'm not like, I wasted my money. I even like talked to Eric about it. Like one day it just randomly came up because it was still on my home screen. I'm like, you know, I didn't really play like that much of Sekiro and I don't mind that I spent the $60. I'm more, I'm more upset that I wasn't yeah. able to get good yeah. right. and that the meta broke yeah. it for me. So yeah. that's yeah, a gray you area. Can you, didn't you feel... give an opinion on a game that you didn't play all the way through? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. Well, see, see the, the thing about him and Sekiro is he didn't feel um, betrayed by the developer Developers, or the yeah. game. Like, he all... just felt kind of slighted by his own ability. Yeah, he exactly. was very fair in that. Yeah, like, 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 I agree. A lot of people were like, fix the game, add an easy mode or... Take down the difficulty. I'm yeah. not like that. No, keep it that hard. Yeah. Yeah. That is up to the players to yeah. try to get better. And because I'm someone who doesn't like to use meta mechanics, mm -hmm. or if there's a broken mechanic, most people are like, well, I'm going to abuse the shit out of that. Right. I have because, actually ruined a game for him before. Because yeah. that's how I want to play a game. That's not how I want to play it. I want to play the game how I want to play it. And that's normally how they want me to play it. So I wanted to get good at parrying yeah. because that's what they wanted me to yeah. do. And certain enemies, I just couldn't get the timing down. So I was like, I can't get past this boss because I cannot parry them like I'm supposed to. And yeah. that is on me. I, and I'm not upset with them. I'm more upset that the meta ruined it for me I would and that say, I wasn't good enough. That's I, fair. I, I would say as, I guess, um, consolation, that part of the reason why you can't get the time of the parrying down and whatnot is because of exaggerated hitboxes and exaggerated hurtboxes, which are fucking bullshit. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's their way of adding difficulty. It could have been done in different ways. But yeah, but... I, I happened to get Dark Souls for free through uh, Xbox Live or whatever. I played a little bit. I did not do well, and I did not have a fun time. If I would have bought it, I would have been, been upset. However, I wouldn't have bought it without doing more research. Yeah, and I'm going to like wrap all this up to, to like put a little bow on it. Um, that brings me back to like another game that Dark Souls like Jedi The Fallen Order I've seen it played T had rented it and he really wanted to play it and I watched him play it because I was interested in it but I do not like what EA has done for the last several years mm -hmm. and the way that I'm voicing my opinion towards them is I'm not bitching and complaining I'm not, not going to buy EA games and as a consumer, that's the power you will. That's the power. Not that giving them money. Yeah, they are that's, losing money for their decisions. That's how you... Even as, as a, good as this particular one looks and is apparently turning out to be, it's... I'm not doing it either. Yeah, like, that is how you not be entitled. You shouldn't be like, change your... Like, certain things where they're overstepping that EA likes to do is add fuck ton of microtransactions or what they did to uh, um, Battlefield 2 where they broke it. Battlefield. Or, uh, uh, no, you're right. Battlefront, Battlefront Battle Battle Two, <laughs> all of them. But Battlefront Two and One. But where they yeah. did to Two, where they kind of like broke it. Yeah. Like, you pay a sixty dollar game and put a grind in it that you can pay more money to make that grind easier. No, no. In that sense, like yes, like you were talking about earlier about old things. Battle uh, Battlefront Two, the original one, is still there. I have it on the PC on Steam if I want to play it. Because it was an amazing game when it came out. Yep. It, it doesn't look, play well. <laughs> it doesn't play well. It doesn't look good either. But I like EA is almost dead. To, it's like pretty much dead to me. And especially Bioware. Those are games that like helped 
turned me into the RPG fan that I am. I, I honestly, uh, just side note on Bioware, I honestly feel like Bioware has purposely killed themselves <laughs> just so they can either reorganize. Contracts. Well, the people that were originally there that made the games that I love, they're like gone. the Old Republic, Jade Empire, Baldur's Gate, they're gone. Yeah. So Bioware or Mass Effect, they're gone. Yeah. Those and artists. Those artists, yeah, they're I, no I, longer there. The, it's just a building that they all reside in. So that is what I'm doing as a consumer, not buying any more EA games yeah. because I don't agree with their practices. Which is peak consumer. And what it they is. do. And I'm not going to yep. be like, the way that I want them to change is me not giving the money and them going, oh, we are losing money because people aren't buying these games. But it's not going to do much because... They're still going to sell millions and millions of FIFA. It's not, and that's where social media does come into play. Like you can, like raise awareness to like, hey, this isn't a great way to do this. But then also because social media and the internet is what it is, it always ends up snowballing into this thing that becomes uncontrollable, unguided, and just this big mess that shouldn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a line between yeah. entitlement, consumer entitlement, and just being a regular consumer. Yeah. It's when you take it too far that that's the problem. Yeah, right. Like you yeah. need to, since social media is so easy to get into that mob mentality, and it's not just for like consumerism things, thing, thing for like, um, like canceling certain artists or, um, at, like people canceling people because something they may said as a joke. There's it's a gray area, but people yeah. like to get riled up way too quickly and easily. Yeah. And I think the best thing to do is like step back and like reassess and try to think with yeah. a clear head out of the mob yeah. mentality. Because so get some help. <laughs> yeah, at, at, yeah. Stop. At, get at, some help. Yeah. At, at the end of the it's day, it's easy to go with the rest because we're yeah. humans. That's what we like to do is stick mm-hmm. to yeah. our clan. Yeah. So if all of us are. Let's destroy yeah. this thing. There, well, everybody else yeah. is doing it. There, there are people that are like, oh, hey, I don't really like this thing because this this thing changed and now I don't really feel like I'm into this thing. Yeah. And then those people see people that are just toxic and they go, they agree with me. I'm going to join them. Yeah. And then they yeah. become toxic and it just gets no, worse that's, that's and worse and worse. That's a big problem with the internet. I mean, think if to change it, you'd have to go to the front doorstep of EA. Only so many people are going to actually get up and go. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anybody can log on online, yeah. hide anonymously, and yeah. yell at someone. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it, everybody does now. Yeah, it, it's, it's fine to have a negative opinion of a product. It's not fine to think that you deserved something you're more owed. than what you got. Yeah, you're owed something before yeah, the not, product is even yeah, out. Not, yeah. Or before you've paid yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. Now, it's, it's not against the rules, and it's not... It's not unkind to want something. Yeah. Yes. But and be, if, a, be a good fucking person. Don't yeah. be a tick. Yeah. If, if you're disappointed <laughs> when, with a product, I I do think you should at least, at the very least, get your money back. If there's a difference between... I'm saying before you buy it. If there's a problem... Yeah. If there's a problem yeah. that, uh, with something that you bought, you were mm-hmm. not given the pro- the product that you were promised. You should be, you able, should to, be able to get your yeah. money Just like, like... And I, we've seen that a lot lately. Yeah. Like, like I'll make the example like with a car or like... All bags of chips say fresh guarantee or whatever <laughs> like that. So you can call up that number and be like, these lace chips tasted like ass. I'd like my two bucks yeah. back. And they'll give you your two bucks back. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's fair. That is fair. But like, just don't do it for It's a small and awesome. Just don't do it for Don't repeatedly <laughs> go buy the yeah, same bag of chips. Then that becomes, you know, broke. Like, yeah. yeah. Super, super quick side point. 
Donkey Kong 64 had a game-breaking bug. The only way they could fix it is releasing a memory expansion cartridge. They lost a fuck ton of money, but they did it to fix the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was a great game. Yep. yep. Don't at me. There's no reason to. That was a good yeah. game. Yeah, it was yeah. a good game. All right. All right. All right. Well, that was a bunch of technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Didn't uh, know that we'd be breaking shit tonight. <laughs> My uh, fault. It's all I thought I, got, I was getting in the chair much more careful than that. All it's quite all right. Good. All right. Cameron's uh, a lounge singer now. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, we were going to come back and jump on the topic of Thanksgiving and the fact that non-disclosed retail stores are putting shit out for Christmas. And basically forgetting Thanksgiving. Pudding? Present tense pudding? They've been out. Yeah, it's it's Christmas. been out for like a month. Yeah, since, since September. If it's before Halloween, yeah. Yeah, yeah like September. And oh, yeah. people are decorating their houses and everything. I'm like, Thanksgiving's a holiday, and I just want to make a PSA. That's what this whole, whole thing is was about. about. Yeah. I want to make a PSA that Thanksgiving matters, and you shouldn't just jump over it. Black um, Friday is the earliest that you should put up your Christmas decorations. Absolutely. Why do we get three months of Christmas? <laughs> yeah, for uh, real. You know, go what ahead. About all the, uh, you mentioned something about Taco Bell being open on Christmas earlier, yeah. and I was gonna say, well, you think about, you know, there's people who don't celebrate. Like absolutely, like not people. all of America is Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And let, let me explain this really weird experience I had this year. So, as y'all know, Halloween's very important to me. Yes. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I think spend it's a- the whole month of October working in a haunted house. I've been doing it for 22 years across my whole life. Halloween's very important. Christmas started at the beginning of October. It started hitting the stores. It hit me so hard seeing it so often that about a week before Halloween, I thought Halloween had already happened. <laughs> Jesus. I saw the costumes up at a retail store, kind of put over in a section that's normally the sell section. I was like, oh, wow, they have costumes on sale already. We should wait a minute. It hasn't happened. <laughs> like, I, I hit that moment where I was like, why can't I remember Halloween this year? Yeah. Because it's next week. I'm already in the, it's over, we're getting ready for Christmas, and they're pushing that shit down my throat, and it's turning into a um, a forced time crunch. Yeah, speaking that they were pushing me ahead three months, and that's making me panic. Yeah, bringing on a lot of anxieties yeah. and stuff like that. I have to get presents. I yeah. have to get my house ready. There's a lot going on, and they're pushing the clock. It's yeah. like saying, hey, I mean, they, they do that back-to-school shopping the week after school that's out for summer break. Yeah, yep. We got two months, but now I'm already freaking out about back-to-school shopping. Yep. As a retail employee, I kind of don't mind the back-to-school push because, honestly, the sooner you get your shit, the less of mess you're going to deal with. Yeah. Now, a bigger problem is, um, I don't know if I can say their name, Gap. Uh, they like to push the season of clothes the season before. So if you want to get summer clothes, you get them in the spring. Because as soon as August hits, you have to buy winter gear. That's all they have in the store. Yeah. That's like, I mean, non-disclosed retail stores do the same thing. Like, you'll see bathing suits in like yeah. late late winter, early mm-hmm. spring. I hate that because yep. I'm like, well, my kid needs a t-shirt. I'll walk in there. They're all long sleeve shirts. Yeah. Oh. Dude, like back to school. We're parents. Back to school season, right? We'll walk in there and there in August and be like, I need to buy some t-shirts, and everything folded up is yeah. all long sleeve. And but they, they don't even stock up to the point they put their stock out early and they don't touch it in a lot of stores because I don't get my back to school shopping list for my my kids' schools until about the week before school starts, yeah. and everything's sold out a month beforehand. Yep. Yeah. I guess I'm fucked. Yeah. You should so, just anticipate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. basically what I now, end up dude, doing. Now, do they need 10 or 40 glue sticks? 
Uh, 40. They're going to need 40. So, like, every time I see a pack of glue sticks, if I, like, from the day they get out of school for summer, every time I'm in the store, if I see a pack, I'll grab it. Like, yeah. that's not even a joke. Yeah. And I don't know if that's your original mentality or if that's forced on you. That's forced on By the on scarcity me. of back-to-school shopping. Yeah, that's, that's, You're a Mad yeah. Max in that store. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really am. I, as, We're going to need gas for back-to-school. There's only yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, I'm... There's only so many colored pencils. We gotta get them now. Yeah, I'll I, flip over a woman's cart and take the glue sticks oh, yeah. she just picked up and all the ones off the shelf, and then go in for open house and realize that woman was actually my child's teacher. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so why do we need well, this I got black some glue stick for you? <laughs> why do we need this Black Friday mentality for every shopping occasion? Well, yeah. Okay, so I hate Black Friday. So, so in in, in the context of back to school shopping, like I said, as a retail uh, worker, I a hundred percent support. Your, the mentality that has been forced on you. I 100% support it. I'm so glad you finally caught on. Yes. But, but as a human Son being, a but as a human being and your best friend, I'm so sorry that that's how it has to be. <laughs> but it's like, that's, that, that's, that's the way I think now. And uh, I mean, that's for everything, for Christmas and everything else. Like, man, you know, my kid's birthday is in November, right? My daughter just had her birthday. I'll start looking at presents in March in April because when November rolls around, you're knocking on Christmas door. Nothing's <laughs> going to be there. Yeah. I'm like, so I've got three kids and you've got two, like their tastes and opinions change from between breakfast and dinner. You so know, like trying to say that I'm going to buy something for them seven months in advance yeah. that yeah. they're going to have fucking interest in. Cause like right now people are going to want nothing but baby Yoda Merch, which will be out in time for Christmas. I want Baby Yoda merch. Right. The child is adorable. But if you finished all of your Christmas shopping in August, you're screwed. Yeah. So I... I buy more. I, I literally just remembered that I was supposed to do some shopping for you in electronics today. Uh, I went to your south location mm-hmm. and purchased that particular thing. Okay, good. Had no good. faith in you, for, so he did it anyway. No, no, he's perfectly right to have no faith in me. I, I explained how, how much I just want to get out of there. I, at needed, the of I need a different color variant, mm. and I will be asking for your assistance with that okay. one. Though. For the record, kids, get you a friend that works in retail so that you can have them do your shopping for you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did today. <laughs> just find one that's less of a dick, because I will give, I will give you so much trouble about <laughs> me buying you things. Uh, he's, he's helped us out. <laughs> no, he do, he does we appreciate he's been you, a good fellow. Yeah, he because uh, I asked him. Uh, Incineroar is out as the amiibo, and I really want one. And I was like, you know, pick me up one, and I'll give you the fifteen bucks. I, I believe my exact words were, "If you want it that badly, go to you the, get it yourself." Like you're going to the list with <laughs> you work there. Amiibo release. You work there. Well, they go fast, so they, I, I want to. Is fun, still on the shelf. Funnily enough. Um, Incineroar, Chrom, and the uh, 8-bit Link that came out for Link's Awakening remake or whatever are still fully stocked. I'm so used to them going away immediately. Yeah, yeah. I think I actually want 8-bit. That it, it, it got me. I'm like, you have to get them as soon as yeah. they come out. Like, I yeah. pre-order them because I'm not sure if they're going to still be around. And, hey, this yeah. one that I want is $50 now. <laughs> you, you worried me with that with Squirtle because you're like, dude, Squirtle's coming out. I pre-ordered it. And I'm like, I kind of want a Squirtle. Not enough to pre-order it. I still see them fully stocked everywhere I go. Because yeah. like is it? It's different. Yeah, I really is, think I think they have them. like adjusted their stock. Yeah, I, because I, I like think, I think the demand for them has gone down a little bit, and they've also adjusted to the demand. Right. I remember going. Market. I remember uh, just messaging you guys for shits and giggles from Five Below and be like, "Hey, look, there's these Smash Amiibo," and you're like, 
buy them. We can't find those anywhere. Yeah. Like, they, like, which ones they have? You're like, yeah. oh shit, they got a Falco. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Where the Falco shit? It's like, still like twenty bucks on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, it's five dollars here at this, at this particular store. So. But yeah, like, cause uh, I like that they did re-release some of them because yeah. as soon as like Baby Bowser or Bowser Junior came out, I wanted because he's like one of my favorite characters from Mario, and I wanted him. And like as soon as he came out, they were all sold out, and like on Amazon and other places, they're like, "All right, we're reselling them for like fifty bucks." I'm like, yep. "I guess Fuck I'm you. never getting a Baby Bowser." <laughs> Not a perfect example, but I really wanted the Player Two variant of Cloud. I wanted the Advent Children Cloud, which is a GameStop exclusive, and they only got so many at certain GameStops. And I called around in like a twenty mile radius, and they were all out. And it's mm-hmm. like, "Fuck me." Yeah, yep. original called better. <clears> That's one of the things where you gotta like pre-order in advance, and like so they have it in stock, and. I mean, a lot of GameStop employees will tell you that's true. Well, if you want to pre-order it, then, yeah, thanks a lot, dickhead. You know, like, let's just go ahead and say, fuck pre-order bonuses, fuck game exclusives at different stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yep, my opinion kind of rolls into how Pokemon's <laughs> been doing dual releases, and you can't get the entire game unless you get both of them. Oh, yeah. limited Pokedex, both get. Fuck you. Well, they've I mean, been doing that. I'm since playing the one. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, you can. You can it, the, the whole their whole plan with that was that you have friends that buy a different version which isn't a perfect it isn't a perfect plan but at the very least yeah i played first gen and second gen yeah yes silver got lugia and um gold got ho-oh one variant not no 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 they had every game you can only catch so yeah, many they're, Pokemon. Yeah, there are Dex variants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in, in every yeah. game. Yeah, like and boy, and like blue you. and red. Only blue gets Growlithe. Red gets Volpex line. It's been like oh, that since the yeah. beginning. Well, yeah, been I, I was never one of those complete your Pokedex kind of kids. So yeah, yeah not, it neither was I. Not, Wait till you find out how you get Alakazam, there, buddy. I know how to get Gengar. Same trade them. Same. But yeah, their purpose was for people to play with their friends and yeah. stuff like that could or you, you could have an old game boy and a color and yep. just buy both of them and I, so, so <laughs> i've just done the friendless method for I, years i feel like we're i feel like we're straying <laughs> away from the original all. i feel like we're straying away from the original topic so i just want to i just want to go ahead and issue a challenge um go ahead and fucking at me uh evil raccoon <laughs> dot jpg at twitter he remembered it um <laughs> well you guys told me enough so okay. um Go ahead and at me. Um, Thanksgiving is the best holiday. Fucking fight me. We got pies and shit. So Thanksgiving is a great holiday. And it is today at the time that we're releasing this. So yeah. we would like to wish everybody from our family to yours a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from the RG family. Yeah. And with that. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> what are we, so real quick, real quick to wrap up because I did not mean for that to just kind of drop off the way it did. I thought somebody would pick up the ball there. Uh, so next week we have Death Stranding coming out on Monday. Yes, and then of course a week from today, so December fifth, if I'm thinking ahead correctly, we'll have another Hard at Play episode up for you guys. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you joining us for this and listening to our rambling and bullshit. <laughs> and uh, again, my name is Justin. My co-host Josh, this is Eric, this is Cameron. Thank you guys for joining us.